What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? You are tuned in to the Arrowhead Chief Podcast, episode 148. This is the Broncos versus Chiefs recap. Hope everybody's having a good Saturday morning. Got my guys in here, Clarence, Ty, Mark. What up, though? We in the building. We about to give you all some good content talking about this game for last night. Let's talk Chiefs. Yeah. Arrowhead Chiefs. It's your girl Miss Nicole. Queen okay. Hustle, baby. Uh-huh. Started from the Started bottom, now we here. My homie at the start of his career. Let's go. Try to win him early, hear the truth. Uh-huh. Tune in every Sunday for the juice. Arrowhead Chiefs podcast, bringing all the news. Yes, if you miss the play, come back for reviews. Chris Out here rapping for the crew. Post game highlights, go subscribe uh-huh. on YouTube. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you miss the play, come back for reviews, post-game highlights, go subscribe uh-huh, on YouTube. Uh-huh, hey. but- I ain't get rid of this background, this thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom, Arrowhead Chief Podcast, episode 148. Like I said, we in the building. What's up, Clarence? How you feeling, man? I'm cooling, bro. You want to say I'm working on this background thing, but I'm I'm cooling. All right, for sure. There What's up, go. Ty? How I'm you black. feeling, man? Same with me, chilling. It's not easy being the most spoiled fake fan. It's just not. But <laughs> boy, Ty been in the kitchen all day. <laughs> but he is. Ty been in the kitchen. boy. <laughs> Uh, and, and of course, DJ Ant was cracking. Victory Friday. Beep, 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 that's, right. how you, that's, how, that's how you look at it, man. Victory, Victory Friday. You know, you get it out the way. You ain't got to worry about stressing until, you know, nobody's Sunday. You get to enjoy the rest of the game. Just sit back and chill. Enjoy the college. Enjoy college on Saturday. Enjoy the rest of the league on Sunday. And then get a snoozer on Monday. Okay. <laughs> and Sunday night. Sunday night is just Sunday night is worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sit and watch Tyrod Taylor versus Josh Allen. Well, I mean, Tyrod Taylor is really worse than Daniel Jones. But I don't think Saquon's playing, so no. Yeah, Saquon's out. He fucking up my fantasy over here, man. No, he don't. He's on that one-year deal. Don't play Saquon. Nah. Austin Eckley, you can stay home, too. He fucking up my shit too. Until them owners give <laughs> them their money, until them owners pay these running backs and stop trying to devalue them, stay well, your ass at home. Well, the Chargers don't pay running backs. The last running back they paid it don't was matter. And you Ladani? see their production yes. and you Ladani. see what they doing. They, they don't pay running backs. That's the problem that I have with the Chargers. You see what they doing and you no, see no. how they went. You see how they beat the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree. I mean, I agree. They should these running backs need to get paid, but they just the reality of it is some of these these teams they just don't pay running backs. Well, I mean, Austin Eckler can go somewhere else and get that money. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, that offense just don't run the Saquon, same without definitely. without Eckler. Saquon yeah. gonna get a bag. I, I can't wait to see. Jonathan fans. Taylor got three for forty two. Saquon about to get five. I can't Maybe wait. Four. He he probably get four. I can't that bag gonna be big. I can't wait for the clans rent when Isaiah Pacheco come up and uh, Brett V say. Oh, because nah, you know V ain't gonna pay him. Nah, we good. <laughs> you nah, know V ain't gonna pay that man. <laughs> they'll they'll you move know off when that happens. Nah, 
You he know Beach is not paying Pop. Nope. Don't, don't move off before that happens. That's just the reality. They're not going to pay him. When Prince is uh, starting running back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you got Daniel Prince we, and uh, P. If we can't pay Pacheco. We can't pay Sneed. We can't pay Chris Jones. We can't. I mean, who are we going to pay? Pat. We're going to pay somebody eventually or not? Pat and Jawan Taylor. That's who they pay. <laughs> and Creed Jones Taylor. ain't got no money. Creed Humphrey. Cree Humphrey. Cree Humphrey. Yeah. And Trey Smith is gone too. Nah, I don't see that. I think Trey Smith will be nah, back. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think he'll be back. I think will be gone before it. Yeah. Beach. Well, what day is it? Is it a Wednesday? Fucking trade his ass then. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't paying nobody but Pat. Hey, Pat. All right now. That's funny. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm over it. You sure? Yeah, I'm back. All right, man. Let's talk about it, man. Chiefs win 19-8. Patrick Mahomes, you know, he had a decent, solid game. Wasn't great. Uh, Travis Kelsey balled out. That wasn't great. We're going to get into that, all right? Okay. It was okay. It was it was solid. Okay. I've seen better. I've seen, I've seen better looked, from Patrick. It looked like a last year's Thursday night game. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I, Isaiah Pacheco was solid. You know what I'm saying? He had a solid game, you know, five five yards, some per carry. Mm. Rasheed Rice, mm. you know what I'm saying? Had four catches, 72 yards. Mm. We're going to get into that in a little bit. And then the defense, you know, that's what, yeah, mm-hmm. let's just talk about this defense. Nick Bolton was back. You know, he missed some mm-hmm. tackles, but he was rusty coming back from that ankle injury. But he had mm-hmm. an interception. Uh, Chris Jones he was had really a sack. good in pass coverage. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chris Jones had a sack. He did his thing. Uh, I forgot who else had a sack. Somebody else had a sack. Oh, Jay Reed had a sack and an interception. This is probably Jay Reed's best game this season. Well, Willie Gay had a monster game yesterday. Yeah, Willie Gay. Yeah, uh, he did. Chanel made some plays. Drew Tranquil. If you need a fumble, you just ask Willie Gay for it. Willie go and get you a fumble. And McDuffie, too. he get you a fumble. He'll strip that ball, man. He had that. He was responsible for the uh, the tipped interception. He had, yeah. he had a great game. Yeah, yeah man. So, yeah. defense all around, man. He yeah. won't be defense back next year, around. either. Yeah, he'll be a Raider. Yeah. Definitely. Willie Gay's gone. He'll be a Raider next year. And um, that's not even – And that's not even not be a Raider. Why would he go to the Raiders? He needs to go to a team that can win. Brother, money uh, talk, but, man. They don't, they don't give a damn about all that. We talking the, that money. The, the Patriots got money. <laughs> yeah, he said. I mean, the Raiders could use them. The Bears they give, got they money. They definitely could use a linebacker. They give him three years, 50 million, 30 guaranteed. He gone, baby. Yeah, playing Vegas too. Scoot over, yeah. Jenny. Mm, I was here first. <laughs> <laughs> she like me. <laughs> but, uh, of course, everybody's still everybody's still talking about this this, this offense. Uh, Harrison Buckner was probably the oh, stop. offensive player of this game. Don't, don't do this, Chris. That was actually that was actually more gratitude. To be honest, I mean the sixty. I get he had the sixty yarder and then he had the fifty yarder. Hey, hey man, hey Buckner been clutched this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's been better. Yeah, say it Buck, again. Buckner. Buck Buck <laughs> I call them butt kickers, so you know. Man. Yeah, some of those field goals should have been touchdowns, point blank period. Though. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. was in the red zone. Well, that like, was a nightmare. There was one for five in the red zone. 
yeah, so it was all bad in the red zone this year. Not been good. They weren't good in, in the Jets game either. So no, they haven't been good all year. They were terrible on third down, though. That was the disturbing that stat. Well, that's I mean, let's be real. That's we've known about that. I mean, and especially the third and ones, it's so predictable at this point. I convinced Arrowhead, everybody in Arrowhead Stadium knew what they was gonna do on that that third and short yesterday that they didn't get. But even so, though, I mean, third third and short, yeah, they've been bad the last two years. But even so, it wasn't, when it wasn't third and short, they were one of the best third down teams last yeah. year, mm-hmm. period. But this year, like, what is going on? It didn't make any sense. But, you know, we'll keep going. Keep rolling. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about third and one, fourth and one, where Andy is just like, man, I got to make this shit complicated, man. I get bored of shit. Like. <laughs> I think Andy be bored. Like, man, I ain't about to just run no one yard up the gut with Pacheco. No, we ain't too doing no QB sneak. That's too easy, like, man. I got too much like sense that, to do it. Like that fake field goal. I have a huge problem with that. You're gonna take oh the ball my out God. of you're gonna take the ball out of your five hundred million dollar quarterback's hands and put it into a kickers on fourth and two. He does it really? all the time. He do it all the time with Blake Bell. Normally you and don't do don't that work. against, but here's my and thing: it though, hasn't that, worked. It hasn't worked. I don't think it's worked one time. This, but here's, this, this game, he was like, oh, "I'm not gonna use Blake Bell. I'm gonna trick him with Kadarius Tony." He need to work on catching the ball. That's all I need to work on doing. Mm. But even so, though, what didn't make any sense about normally you don't run those kind of plays I against division work. teams. You don't do it. In the fact, you don't respect Denver. I mean, I get it. I mean, you beat him 16 straight mm-hmm. times, so I get it. I, I thoroughly when, get it. When Andy do them press conferences, oh, it was a good team. We were looking forward to the challenge of Denver. They're a very good team. They're just, you know, falling on hard times. And then the game come, and you see the game script. And that's how you really feel about Denver. When you're doing trickery and bullshit and holding back plays and shit. Mm-hmm. Very vanilla. Wait till we get into the meat and potatoes of this of this schedule. When we start playing, you know, the Eagles and, and Buffalo and Cincinnati. You can't do that. You're going to see the real shit then. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. but right. offensively, you know, it's a lot to be desired. You know, I get it. It's a turnaround no, game, you know, but these receivers are always – These no. receivers are going to always be <laughs> the talk of every game. Whether yep. it's good or yeah. bad, yep. You know we're always gonna. I don't care. We could Pacheco could have two hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns. If none of these receivers show out, we're gonna talk about the receiver. Yep, that's the sore yeah. spot. Kelsey Clearly. could have one hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns. Added on to what Pacheco got, and they still gonna talk about these receivers because at the end of the day. Kansas City, we're spoiled, man. We 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 spoiled from Tyreek Hill. You can't you can't come down from one of the best offenses ever. Not just you know in the league that year. It was just a, no one of the of best all offenses of all time. You can't come down like in every you know what I'm saying. And we 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 had a stretch from 18 to 20 with that offense. Nobody can stop. Them. We can get points whenever we want to. Even when Tyree Hill went out, you still had D-Rob coming out of nowhere back in the day. Yeah. You had that blow-up game that week two against the Raiders years ago. Yeah, yeah. See? 
That's that's why I'm most worried about the receivers is because we've that's, seen other receivers step up with you know with Mahomes and not great receivers. Byron Pringle. Pringle, yeah, I was about to say Pringle. I was sad to see him go. Same time, I wanted him. He deserved to get his money though. So I get it. But I mean, if he's he's able to throw to guys like that, he trusts them. I mean, that concerns me with this core a little bit. My bad. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you, Todd. But it's like, and I think Pat is bored. Pat is used to throwing bombs down the field, man. Oh, he ain't gonna be now, bored. Last though. year, last year he was like, "All right, cool, we gotta do a little different." But you heard him this year in the off season. We want to take more shots down because he got sick of that shit, man. Them check downs, throwing in the middle of the field, man. That ain't me. I'm Patrick Mahomes, man. I throw 40, 50 yard bombs down the field. It's showtime over here. The problem is we don't have anybody that can get open forty to fifty yards and down I'm the field. And I'm bored shit. The closest they got to five yard dump off to Jared McKinnon. The closest to a bomb they that they had was Justin Watson. He got hurt. Yeah, that was the closest. Yeah. But I, I will say this though. I mean, with that injury though, I think it's going to narrow help them narrow it down now as far as they being able to focus on some of these receivers though. That's I right. think that's probably How the what's happened with us. Somebody I, get hurt. A couple mm-hmm. people get hurt, and then finally it forced Andy Reid be like, I didn't put this dude in. So Hopefully, it's forcing him to put Justin Ross in. Well, they ain't and, got a choice. They have Steve to. Rice, more snaps. They have to, and I just I think you're gonna see. I don't know in the upcoming upcoming games and everything. I, I, if Ross is getting more, if Ross comes in, and is getting more uh, targets like we've seen before with, uh, I mean, I wasn't shocked with Ross not getting much played on a short week at all. I mean, I wasn't shocked about that. But if he's getting more targets in this upcoming game versus the Chargers next week. Hmm. More than uh, Sky Moore, we'll have a different kind of conversation about Sky Moore going forward. How you I feeling? Agree. I mean, you just seeing the evolution. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure Andy's not happy. I'm sure Pat's not happy. But it's just the nature of the beast, right? So you you got young guys, but you have a running back that can ease this burden. And you have a really, really, really good defense for the first time in a long time. Yeah. So the name of the game is to get a dub. However, look, you talk to Philadelphia fans. They don't like the way Philly is winning. They they don't like that. They go from one week to the next where they can score 31 against the commanders and then struggle to score 25 the next week. But they're undefeated. And they're playing good defense, and they're running the football, and they're making the plays in the passing game that they need to make, and that's all you need to win a football game. Right. We discussed this week in and week out, from players to coaches. Everybody says it. We say it. It's tough to win in this league. It is. And all of these defenses in the AFC geared up to stop the Chiefs all offseason. It was how can we dethrone them. So you play two deep safeties, you make them right. have to deep and dunk you. You got these young guys that are still trying to get caught up. You got Rashid that's coming into his own and building his confidence. I mean, you got so many moving pieces that maybe we don't see them average 27 to 30 points this year. So what? The Ravens got a great do that during their Super Bowl run. 
you got a great defense that gives you multiple opportunities with the football. You can kill teams with clock management and time of possession with Pacheco and Jarek. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe this is just how they win this year. And then maybe you can get back to seeing the shot plays towards the end of this year, going into next year, because guys are more comfortable and more confident, right. including a Justin Ross. You know right. what I'm saying? But take it for what it is. They're five and one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the defense is playing lights out without a Charles O'Menahue, without the potentially exactly. Frank Clark. to come in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's so many positives because I know like last year and the year before that, like the frustration was there because the defense would blow up, blow plays and just give up chunk yards to other teams. Mm-hmm. But now right. we got a defense that will come out and lock shit down. Completely right. So I mean, yeah, let them have 30, 30, 30, go 30 for 40 for 306 with a tutty, and they win the game with that defense. Because they could because the defense could have gave up 28, you know, to Denver. Yeah. yeah, let them back in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like it's weird because it's almost like the old Raven style football where it was just, you know, they win ugly. Like back in the Ray Lewis days, they didn't score a whole lot of points because that's when they had uh Dilfer as their quarterback, I believe. But the well, defense just did. Yeah, but no, I mean, no, I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the style. It ain't that bad. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the style of winning, though. I'm talking about it's like it, it's not all flash on the offense, but it's just it's, more it's, so about but, the defense. But that's always been a been a recipe. You know, you talk to, right. to old heads and they'll tell you that there used to be this thing where the, there's two things that always traveled, which was a run game and a good defense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it's football. It, it's coming full circle. All, all yeah. we're seeing is, is the NFL and offense is coming full circle because teams have great athletes on the defense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can and they can match that speed and they can they not falling for the jet motions and yeah. and unless you are Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle or one of them burners in Miami, like nobody's getting burnt like that week in and week out no more. Right. No. You really gotta come out there and play football now. Yeah. Yeah. These quarterbacks really have to be on their shit and be the quarterbacks that they say they are now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, to it. I give them, I give, I give these defenses a round of applause, man. Yeah, I, I will say the defenses have caught up uh, with the offenses over the last couple of years. And like you said, you've seen it, it you know, as an evolution thing, you kind of seen it happen and it started slow and then it started to really pick up. And to now to where the point where, you know, it's almost equal the talent and the speed and, you know, the versatility across the board, because now you got, you got, you know, defenders that can do multiple things. You know, they're not stuck to one position. You got guys that you can move around on the field. You can put, as you know, a safety up in the linebacker spot nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff that you can do, you know, to help keep up with this offense and it's, uh, the offenses and the speed and all that. But my only problem with, you know, the Chiefs offense right now, it's not necessarily the deep ball like uh, Ant was saying. It's just – it's like Chris said, you know, last year we were able to – you know, methodically get the ball down the field, take those little dink and dunks. But, you know, right now we're not even being able to do that consistently. Now we've seen it at times, 
but it's not been consistent. I mean, the game, as far as like on the defensive side, is evolved so bad. Like you said, you know, safety dropping linebacker. You even got defensive ends dropping in coverage. <laughs> it's just right. the way they're disguised, the, the way they're disguising yeah. this thing. So, I mean, like I said, big ups to these coordinators, unless you just absolutely suck. <laughs> That's just what it is. I know we played Denver yesterday, but I will say was what was encouraging yesterday was from the twenties to the to the twenties. We was golden. We moving down the field. We we moving the ball. It wasn't a struggle. It was just getting in, in the end zone. Execution. The you right. know what I'm saying? In that red zone. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I will say that's encouraging. Uh, I, like I said, I'm always going to say Rasheed Rice. That's encouraging. You get the yeah, ball in yeah. his hands. There, there's a solution too. to that. There's a solution to the red zone problem. There is. Mm-hmm. Instead, no. instead of this stat, 16 carries for 62 yards. Yeah. It looks. 20. It should look more like 20 to 21 carries for 85. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what they've been doing. That's what they've been doing for, with Pacheco because every like every time Pacheco touches the ball, these ten times he don't lose. That's how you fix it. Yep, that's you what got, doing. What do you have Creed and Trey and Tooney for? That's how you fix right. it. Right? I ask mm-hmm. Andy that all the that's time. On third and one. That's how you fix it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I ask. I, I look at the TV every time and I ask Andy Reid. They yeah. say Pop runs like he's mad at the ground, and you see and, and all of these great and all these angry runs on the space. Right. Yes. Thirty-one. Give it to Pop and just run it up the middle, like they did in the Super Bowl. Like they did in the Super Bowl. Go for it! Don't put the kicker out there. It's not going to stop it twice. I I don't give a damn. They're not going to stop it twice unless it's Philly's defensive front. Nobody is fooled though. We know that everybody knows that Mahomes is not going to make the play by himself on the third and one. We know that the quarterback sneak is out the playbook. Period. So you know that's already gone. I don't get it. I, I really don't. I promise you, even if I don't care if it's five hundred million dollars, whatever people making more than that, they still doing it. You still see a Burrow getting these sneaks and doing what he got to do to win. I promise you, Burrow, if they try that once. I promise you, the next one will be a first down. And Joe Burrow has had a torn ACL. Be the best time to sneak pad. This would be the best time, right? Mm-hmm. Line up in it, your normal. It state. drives me crazy that they don't do it. I bet, yeah, because they ain't expecting it. They ain't yeah, expecting like, it. No, they're not. He might run. We, we haven't put that on. You know what I'm saying? The Denver game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's red there's, boom. Red yeah, you're not expecting yeah. him to take off. There's no, no difference between. I mean, they're so scared of the risk as far as with him getting hurt. There's no difference between him doing a quarterback rolling sneak out the and pocket. then him and then him rolling out of the pocket and running down the field. Right. You get there's, the risk is still the same. They do option plays with with Mahomes. Yeah, option. It makes no sense. Option is unheard of in the NFL. Yeah, in college you can run that stuff, but in, in the NFL, them linebackers and defense fast, fast for you to be doing an option. And Andy would consistently do a play where he's doing an option pitch to uh, McKinnon or uh, Pacheco or somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it you does work that? sometimes. Right, it does work, but I'm just saying that's that might be worse. That's more. Mm-hmm. No, it is. <laughs> are you not gonna roll him out of the pocket like like Mark said? Are you not gonna roll him out of the pocket anymore? I don't. I mean, because I don't he got see, hurt in that Jacksonville game. All I know is I don't want to see Kadarius Tony in a situation where he was making that kind of decision. It was stupid to me. It seemed it looked like a selfish Darius play. Tony was calling yeah. his number last night. A hundred percent. That he ball like, should have been handed y'all. off. He was like, forget yeah. y'all. both plays. He was like, forget mm-hmm. y'all. I'm getting mine. Mm-hmm. The throw. Yeah. He almost threw a Well, the throw, and, nobody and, was open. That throw, that was just If he had gained about a Pacheco, that would probably been a, it would have been a first down. It, it, it was. Yeah. It was there. Yeah. It was there. 
I was like, come on, Andy. He looked confused after that play when they cut to him, though. He looked confused. Nah, like, what? Nah, like, what? But, like I said, it's like Clarence said, run that football. The checko. I agree. Mm-hmm. Until Checo's you figure good. out what you're going to do with these receivers. And Rasheed Rice, man. He doing I, told, he... I told Clarence last night. Kelsey and, and, and Rice might just have to be the tandem right now, and everybody else just fall in line. That's and everybody else just fall in line. Problem but Andy won't do that. You know why? Because he's a rookie. I understand, but but you know what? Damn it, Deshaun Jackson was a rookie, and sometimes you guys just you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Jeremy Macklin was a rookie, and sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes no it ain't about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, I I 100% agree, Chris. I'm just saying he's stuck in his ways. We've seen it with the play calling. He's stuck in his ways. Like we said, Andy Reid, is, he's stubborn. And I'm not Andy you know, not, saying Andy that I don't like Andy, but he's, he's stubborn, man. All he, I'm saying, he, all, all I'm going to say, if they're going to run their offense like that, they might want to consider themselves another tight end because I'm telling you, Kelsey running that, and especially you know, how unhealthy he look, it's not good at all. That's why I said what I said. Like, maybe you might want to give the Cardinals a call. Just a go thought. Get go get Ertz. Mm-hmm. Give them I mean, a call for Marquise Brown. Something. No. I'd be okay with it. Uh, uh, no. Cause I'd be this off season maybe, but yeah, maybe not mid season. He's streaking down the field and Pat throws him a bomb and he drops it. I'm gonna be pissed. Can Godwin stay healthy? I mean, that's <laughs> hey, at least hey, at least he's streaking down the field and he's open. <laughs> that's the, that's the progress. Can I can give me as once in a while streaks down the field. Yeah, Justin Watson streaks down the field. <laughs> can can yeah. Godwin stay healthy down in Tampa Bay? I don't know. I That's like my question. Ones, but I, don't know. I do too, but the health is a question. That's my Something thing. else I was going to say uh, to build off of what Clarence said about how to fix the red zone. Another thing that they're doing in the red zone a lot is they're giving MVS and Justin Watson snaps at the same time. I just don't think that that'll work because they are very similar. Well, Watson's receivers. out now, so you ain't got to worry about it. Yeah, well, they ain't got to worry about that now, but – that's yeah. something when Watson comes back to watch for because that's something but, I've seen him doing a lot when they're throwing in the out red zone NBS though. Tip, in, the, in the red zone, that's when they typically had those dual threat. This is where you're missing people like Fortson though, because they would usually have those two yeah. big threats. You have Kelsey on one side, Fortson on the other side, and then Fortson to sneak in in the back of the end zone. Then you'll catch him up and then catch him off guard. This is why you put in Justin Ross. I agree. I think part of that is just the trust issue, uh, trust with him because, like I said, you know, last week, you know, he was. I he think Mahomes trusts him. No, he, 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 he threw a, 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 a down the field thought they ain't no more trust than that. No, he. Th- I mean, he had he had four. Yeah, he did throw down the field to him, but he had two drops though too as well. That's probably what they're looking at as well. He did. He had a couple drops. Bro. Yeah, but I think, but but to our point though, I mean, how's but that one of them was now on the field? Yep. Though. Yeah. He got to get on the field. He do got it. He had ten snaps yesterday. Yeah, ten. Yeah, that's that's. MBS had what, forty. Yeah, forty. Forty. MBS had forty snaps and one target, and that was a throwaway. That don't count. <laughs> I think they're gonna be good, man. Help me make it make sense. Help me. I think I, I, I think we just been accustomed to seeing high powered offense for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I was. Defenses saying, are like. 
Y'all not listen. Y'all not doing shit. We not letting y'all just do whatever y'all want to do. Pat's not coming in here and throwing five touchdowns and high five and grinning and Travis is dancing. They not listen. You don't spend all off season and pay the money that you pay to bring guys in and to draft guys and get defensive coordinators and linebacker position coaches and secondary coaches to teach this shit up, to let the Chiefs come out there and rip and run up and down the damn field and do what the hell they want to do. They the defending Super Bowl champs, so they're going to get right. everybody's best. So this situation with the wide receivers and them not being on in sync and all of this shit, it's going to be what it's going to be, and they're going to figure out how to win football games. Right. Yeah, and everything's pretty I much mean, working you, out, outside of that. Everything's working for them anyway. They beating each other up. Look at look at <laughs> look at New England. New England is oh, a prime example of this. Oh. Do we really want to look at that New England? Year that they beat the Rams. <laughs> year that they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. That was defense onslaught. Tom did not have a high powered offense. No, all that year he didn't have. A yeah. good, I mean, he didn't need to. They 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 came to Arrowhead and got a dub. Right. Yeah. And they on it, well, the Super Bowl well, with the that dub, ass offense. Okay, no. there's a lot of things you can say about that dub. Obviously, was offside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but, there's a lot of very no, no. I get what you're they saying. Still right. got the dub and went to the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. And what was the score in that Super Bowl? Three to like nineteen. I didn't watch that Super Bowl. I didn't either. They only scored three. Rams only scored. Rams only scored three points because somebody got like this with Tom Brady. That's because Sean Sean McVay was so starstruck. I'm playing Bill Belichick. Well, if they go back to back, defense of mine too. So if they win two in a row, does it matter? No. Because I don't see anything else in the in the AFC that that's going to beat them. I've said this. I've said I'm, this. There's I'm, I'm nobody watching. in the AFC that scares me. The two teams that scare nobody. me are on the NFC side. Yeah. And the only way we're going to see, well, we see one this year, but even still, the only way we're going to see those teams when it really matters is in the Super Bowl. This is the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it ain't even guaranteed we're going to see one of them because it, it right. ain't always the best team. It's right. the hottest team that makes right. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You never know. This I, might I, be the year for Detroit. It's, it's I just don't, I don't see well, anybody. I don't know about Detroit now. I'm just saying the ball might bounce a different way. It might be. I'm just saying the 49ers are like a team that's been coming out punching people in the face, though. That's why the 49ers look like by far the best team in the NFL, and it's not even playing in a different league right now. Yeah. Wait until November and December when it matters. My only question about the 49ers is can they stay healthy? Can Debo say you right. be healthy when Chris it matters? That's, that's, him, that's always, one of the be healthy that's when it matters. The issue that's that's healthy when and George it matters. Even no, IU. No, even but, IU. Even, but even he so he got back. He just got back a week ago. Yeah. yeah, he just got back a week ago. But here's my thing though about it though, even with the 49ers, this is, this is the challenge I've yet to that nobody's really seen yet. We have yet to see Brock Purdy go through any kind of adversity. We never seen him play. Have to play catch up. He's always had a lead because he doesn't have sure. to. It, that's what we, I'm he just waiting for. The damn good defense that keeps him in situations where. But there will I don't be have to make tough decisions with the football. Yeah, but but but, but we're there waiting. But I'm waiting. I'm waiting it's for that moment there. to see what it's like when he's going to play in an adversity. What's it going to be like when he's not playing with a lead and they actually fell behind or is it off game? What's that going to look like? He's never had to play like that. Yeah. Not I one mean, game. Listen, that offense is is. That offense is so strong. Yeah. That 
wherever he to. goes with the football, it's not a bad decision when he goes there. I agree that, with that's, but, that's, but that's the, that's the worst part about it because he can go to the backup tight end, Dwelly. He can go to Juszczyk. He mm-hmm. can go to the, uh, Juan Jennings, like right. Ronnie they Bell. They got a lot of weapons. Yes. Yeah. But, it's not a know, bad Clarence, choice anywhere he goes with the football. Nope. But Clarence, just, you, you know, just like anything, I mean, Patrick had to go through it. There's been just some some games. I don't care how many weapons you got, Dude, your stuff just ain't working, working this day. Yeah, right. you know Brock never you're, had... throwing, you're throwing picks, <laughs> and that yeah, might be the day that they take their first loss because they that's still what, You know, that's my mean? point though. That's what I'm saying. Purdy's never had to experience that at all. If you can go through every last one of his games, and I don't even count the Philly game. That was just you know. UCL, yeah. that, that, that was done. That was just a wash yeah, game. But he's never had to go it's through a, a point where he was down seven, I don't think, or ten, or fifty, or fourteen. Yeah. Now show me one of those games, and let's see what let's see what how the tape looks. Me, me and Mark already put this in the atmosphere. Watch out for that game in in Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's a Thursday night in Seattle. They might be looking ahead because they got Philly on the horizon on uh, the following week. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back road games. It looked and like in Seattle. That's a, the, the game in Seattle is a rivalry game, though. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. Too. Watch that's out a lot. for that game. Watch out for They're that game. They're not going to be looking past Seattle. That's right. And Phillies is in back in. You know, they they look at their chops at Philly. Like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but Seattle, Yo, when they go to the Pacific Northwest, man, them, them, I know. them games is extremely physical, man. Mm-hmm. The 12 going to be out there. Loud. Not louder than us, but loud. Them are some, some tough football games. As Vernon Davis. I'm already knowing. I'm already As Crabtree. <laughs> there, was something, there was something else I wanted to mention uh, about Nick Bolton. So in coverage yesterday, he, he allowed a 0.0 passer rating. I believe he was targeted maybe once or twice. He had 19 pass coverage snaps. I mean, and even I've said in the past he struggles in pass coverage, but he didn't last night. So you got to give him, you got to give him his props. And he, that was his first game back too on a short week. Yeah. My computer got a mind of his own. Kick me out. I was like, what happened? That's what I was saying. Was like, what, what are you doing, man? It kicked you me want out. Double time off? You I'm want like, double I, screen time? I'm, I'm like, did, I, did I say something? You want double screen time? No. No, but go ahead. No, I, just, I just want to see the 49ers go through some kind of adversity. We've yet to see it, though, especially with Purdy. I mean, I'm not knocking the Purdy's just a real deal. I mean, we've seen him in, in if you watch him in Iowa State, he was a very cautious thrower. He just do, he's just doing. It's no different than what he's been doing in the league, and just the way the 49ers is doing. And you know, we can talk about Detroit all we want to. We expect them to win that division, but I just strongly believe he's going to get out coached though in the postseason. I just think Detroit's. I mean, they don't have enough experience. I think that's my biggest problem with them, as far as you know, from the coaching staff down to the players. Who? The the Lions. Oh yeah. Next thing with coach, I just is his coaching matters that later on in that in that postseason. Then, right. You know, of course, we can't factor in injuries right now. I mean, you knock on wood and hope everybody at their best and stuff like that. But right, gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna definitely be tough. gonna be tough. So, uh, fellas, <clears throat> I have PSA for Chris Jones, man. Pay the man. 
<laughs> but actually, I got it's more that so be the PSA. only thing. <laughs> it's more so PSA for Chiefs Kingdom. Ooh, he, was right. he was right. Oh, he was right. He's worth every dime that he mm-hmm. has. So mm-hmm. all y'all that said he was greedy, all y'all that said he he's selfish. Y'all eating crow right now, man. This man is on another sack. He he is on another sack record. 11 sacks. 19 and 16 games. He's second all time uh, uh, as far as the streak goes behind uh, uh, or he's tied with uh, Justin Houston. He was right, man. He was right for holding out. Just look at him. He ain't need no training camp. He ain't need no offseason. He's coming in right in and just being dominant. He is he is every bit of Aaron Donald. No more of this. Oh, well, he's not Aaron Do- No, he's Aaron Donald. He's Aaron Donald. He's on the same level. I, 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 don't he's know on the same I don't know if I'm ready to go that far yet, Chris. He's on the same level, Ty. He means just as much to this defense as Aaron Donald means to the Rams. No, yep. I wouldn't argue against that. No, yeah, that's and he does the same exact stuff. Yep. When you get to a point, he does. Yeah. You, when you get to a point, and this what separates the Aaron Donalds from the rest and the JJ Watts, the and TJ Watts, right. and all them dudes. You know what separates them is when they can go on the line and they say, "Chris, pick somebody. Just pick somebody who you think you can beat." Because that's what mm-hmm. JJ Watt did it for years. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald, that's what he does. Pick a and guard, Chris Jones pick it in, line up anywhere he sure. wants to because that's you're that damn good. Just pick somebody and win your win <laughs> and get us this sack. It is third and, and eight, and we need this sack. Yep. What did he do? He did it in the AFC championship game. Yep, no different what Aaron Donald did in the Super Bowl, no different. He's had a few clutch sacks this year, Jacksonville. Without him, the pieces around him aren't, aren't the way they are in his point blank period. Karloftis, um, Mike Dana. I like Dana, Mike Dana. Dana, you know, all of them, but it just it's just something they just level up a whole nother notch with Chris Jones in the lineup. And nine it's, five it's just, is out there is different. Mm-hmm. And nine five is worth every penny. I don't. If Brett Veach today, if they said they gave him, I don't know, three years, a hundred and fifty million, I don't know, I wouldn't be mad. They said they was giving thirty two million guaranteed, thirty two every year. <laughs> but they didn't. Right. They did. But and I'm just won't. telling. You, and I'm just telling you right now. Chief all the y'all that used that came up to me when I was doing doing the live pod at uh the barn uh, jackpot barn grill. Shout out to everybody that showed up that night. They came up to me and told me Chris Jones so greedy. <laughs> he is so greedy. We don't need him. That's bull. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to see yeah. next year. You're going to see next year why we needed Chris Jones and Willie Gay and and, and Drew Tranquil when they're all gone and this defense is back to being what's called like it is, back to being mid. I think Drew comes back. 
Nah. But Chris, but even so, with Chris Jones, you cannot do that because let Willie Gay go. I think Drew comes back. I'd rather have. Well, they might. I mean, depending on how they draft, I don't know. I mean, that team. That but team. um, but everybody, everybody that has at least a some sense, some kind of football sense, understand the game starts in the trenches, offense yeah. and defenses. Point blank. Period. And last year. And, and even even this year, I mean, this year has actually gotten better because it's just the fact that the way they jailed everything went that's messed up and all this stuff. Like I said, last year, I thought it's like what I was seeing out there, the way they were getting to the quarterback and how they were the second team, uh, they were second in sacks. That was something I had never really seen as a fan in my lifetime. The, the way they were getting at the quarterback, usually it'll be like they couldn't even get a hand or couldn't even touch these quarterbacks. And they usually right. have a field day. I had never seen anything like that. And then I had questions about it going into this year, and it's only gotten better. And that's minus a minihue, which is the unknown variant, which we know is all is all going to get better. I mean, make the arguments, you know, if we're going if they're going to go after Clark or not. Personally, I'm starting to lean to maybe not. I mean, I think the only bring reason, the shark back, baby. Bring the shark only, back. The only reason why you might want to bring the shark back is so that way he can get sound that, bites. Uh, he just needs sound bites. That's all. No, actually, actually, the only reason, well, one of the main reasons I want to see him get back is that way so he can get that sack record in the postseason. That too. That's what I'm. That's what I want to see. But I honestly, I don't know that that would happen. I don't know. They put him on the practice squad. Bring him out when he's ready. <laughs> I'm just saying, they can put him on the practice squad and bring him up when he's ready. Bring them up after the bye week, after that stretch run. We play Philly and Buffalo yeah. and all of them. Just don't, just don't look. Just Clark don't let be go. ready, and, and he ain't gonna be. We're not asking Clark to play no. every down. No, he's gonna be. I would play him on third points. downs, fifteen, third maybe downs. twenty snaps, if yeah. that. But there will be other teams going the game after him. Though. There will be other teams going after him, though. Yeah, there and will I, be. And and mm-hmm. Frank Clark, you know why I would want Frank Clark? Because he'll be helpful for FAU. Yeah, guys like that. But yeah. there, but there is kind of like a little speculation. Everybody talking about the possibility he might go back to Seattle. I wouldn't be mad at that. Which is possibility. I can see that happening. Seattle for real. He'll help Seattle. Mm-hmm. I also saw somebody talking about Jacksonville, maybe being in on him. I can see that. To compliment um, the other what? Josh Allen, that would be good. Yeah. The one thing Frank Clark will bring. To a defensive line is edge. He's gonna always bring that edge. Yep. And he's gonna bring leadership. Say what you want about Frank Clark. Frank Clark yeah. is a leader. He's an alpha. When he yep. gets in that locker room, dudes, listen. Yeah. That's why, Chris, that's why Chris. One of the reasons why Chris Jones won him back. Yeah. He is an alpha. He's a leader. Mm-hmm. So. Hey man. Hey, I got a question for y'all. Speaking of leadership. Who's the leader in this wide receiver room? None of the above. That's Rasheed Rice. Nah, it's a rookie. Think... It's a rookie. That's how bad it is. It's a rookie because the vets are in, the vets are MVS and Justin Watson. That's why he's the he's the he's look he's the most talented of it, but he's not the leader. He's not the leader. He's not the leader. He's unfortunately, leader. he can't be. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just asking who's the leader. To me, he's not. I mean, he's. He, I mean, he still got a long ways to go before you get to that point. Well, if it ain't but, Rasheed, then who is it? Cause first, cause, cause, no, 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 no. There's a there's a different there's a difference, Todd. This is why I'm. This is what I'm saying. This is where I'm going with this. Is that you know, as far as they're getting them receivers together, as far as they're taking care of business and everything, making sure that they, you know, this is the guy that's holding them accountable. Rasheed Rice is not there yet. He's the most talented. No, he's not doing that. 
he's that's the most talented. That's what I mean by leader. Yeah, no, I thought you meant like who's the like not leading best player. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah. leader in that room that, hey, man, Two. let's get it together. Let's go, y'all. Hey, get in our playbook. Let's go. Do we let's have that? Together. I don't you think wrong, we have Chris. that. Chris, you're wrong. Why am I you wrong? Why am I wrong, Chris? Why, why is this a conversation topic? I, I can't ask a question? No, not that one. That one. That, no, not that one. I'm off of it. What? Listen, you know you 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 know what you be doing. You need to stop that mess. You need to stop that mess, man. You know exactly what you're doing. I'm who, asking a question. Who the leader in that wide receiver room? <laughs> they ain't no leader. No, I just want to know. Is it MVS? Is it Justin Watson? Damn well, ain't no receiver. Ain't no leader in that room at all. The only the only one. The only one. Exactly. They don't. The only one. Who, who was the leader they last year? Travis for all of it. Juju but was Travis the leader is in last the tight end room. That don't count. Juju they was the leader. Him. Juju who was, was the leader, leader last year. Juju. Oh, you know if it was Juju because he was just just talented. There's a difference. That's what I'm saying. There's a difference between the being the leader no, and being talented. Was, no, I think I it was Juju because Juju played around great receivers. He played he played around Antonio Brown. He played around. Plenty of good receivers. Yeah. You, you can tell who who that guy is, right? Like, and he was. Dog is. Like, and he, yeah, right. Juju was. Juju Juju was. It was Juju, but this year ain't nobody. No, it's everybody. It's Travis. Everybody. Yeah, like yeah. you said, it's Travis. Ele. Everybody love everybody. Well, I mean, even so, here's a prime <laughs> example of it though, <laughs> because Mahomes is basically having to get in the in the receivers and everything. He's basically telling them what they got to do. There was one place specifically where. Pat Mahomes was clearly looking for Travis, but Travis saw the play and saw the play develop and knew he wasn't open. So then he told him to redirect. I forgot who was who he was throwing to in the play. No, he threw it to the running back. That's what happened. There was there was no there was no receiver open. Travis wasn't open. I think the play was designed for Travis, and then Travis was one told uh, Mahomes to throw it to. I think it was McKinnon. It was either McKinnon or Pache- or Pacheco, yeah. one of those two. So basically, it's between Pat Travis. Whatever that looks like, that's just basically not what's a been leader going in on. that room. No, it's not. There's not to Chris's question. He said, Who's the leader in that room? And there even, isn't one, even so. Realistically, I mean, there isn't one. I mean, depending on look at MVS's numbers. Who would you say? Chris ain't even answering his own question. Look, How are you gonna ask a question? MVS, MVS, MVS so- is the most tenured guy in that room, right? Because I know the answer, Ty. I'm asking well, what's you. So what's there the answer? Is, uh, there is none. Look at but even, but even so, even you go back to last year, we talking about um, Juju yeah. and stuff like that. He was the most talented. Do I think he was the leader? No, he was just. They just had a lot so of talent. Who's, whose voice was in that locker room last year? I think it was Juju. in that wide receiver Juju. room. I think Juju was the leader last year. Two I think it was Juju, and I think it was a collective. Who, of who, who else was going to be the advocate in that room? McCall. Listen, I, <laughs> no, nobody, nobody really was. But truth be told, the enemy though was a different animal though when it came to True. running that offense as I, well. That's I why I said Juju. That's why I'm like Juju. I'm like no, not so much because even if you look down the sidelines and stuff like that, he wasn't saying Jack. He was the most talented, but he was not the leader. No, I, I still stand, but I still think he was the leader because he played along great receivers. He knew what to expect. He knew what what was expected when he, mm-hmm. you know, he played with Mike Tomlin. Still, he played alongside if, Antonio Brown. Yes, he played still, alongside other yes, great receivers. Yes, he's he's talented. Uh, don't get me wrong; he has potential to be a leader, but he still has areas where he can grow up though and to develop to be a leader. I will say that though. No, now, how's true. that? Now, how's how's that how's that translating in in the, uh, New England? <laughs> 
That's my question. It's depressing in New England. So basically, well, I mean, New England's terrible. New England have to do with this. <laughs> mm, no, that's why. That's why I'm nobody's saying nobody's a leader in New England. <laughs> what, the, what the hell does New England have to do with this? Because what I'm saying, you said. Did y'all just say? Did y'all just say Juju was the leader of Kansas City? It's, it's, that's yeah. fucking New England with Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. Like, it's not Tom Brady in that building. But there's a difference. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to. Say. Juju being in New England has absolutely shit to do with him in Kansas City. Because you're talking about a leader and a talent. There's a huge difference, Clarence. It's a huge difference. He was talented, but he was not the leader. He was not a leader. Nothing to do with Juju being in New England. He was not the leader. Absolutely nothing. That has absolutely. You said you said he was only You said you said he was a leader in Kansas City, right? You said he was a leader in Kansas City, right? That's what you said. Okay. Then shouldn't that translate to New England? Be right. So, so stand on your platform and be right, dog. No, I'm just saying that they distinguish between the difference between being the most talented and being a leader. Explain it. Explain it. I'll wait gladly because he's talented. Is I'll I'll give Next you that. Topic, Chris. Next, Man, it's because you want to be petty and everything. That's just the reality of it, though. He's talented. I'll give you that. He's no, very talented. Let you no, talk not a little fucking twenty minutes. It, I I, I didn't say nothing. He's not a leader. Look, I'll answer. You got your to say your point, more. and I didn't say anything. I let you get it off. I'm just saying everything. He went over to New England. Then what he go to New England for? Look, I'm I'll just saying don't put don't pin put the whole go, thing go ahead, about somebody being a leader, go, go, go. and then that doesn't translate. It doesn't work that way. No, that's crazy. Okay, I'll, I'll answer your question. My arms, because clearly, I can't talk, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anyway. So I'm no. I'm just trying to help you. If you want to take, if you want to get all petty about it and be all, man. I'm grown, bro. I don't need. I'm no just help. telling from what it is, and, and just because no you're a grown man, don't mean you you can't listen I don't to somebody's need your help, opinion, though, brother. I don't need it. I got I got four eyes actually, so I don't need your help. I got this. I appreciate it. No, y'all, stop that shit. All right, can I answer Mark's <laughs> question real fast? Mm-hmm. The honest answer. Okay, the difference between just being talented and being a leader. Okay, so. When you're a leader, you know what's expected of you. You know what's expected of everybody else around you. So your job is to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Everybody, you know, everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I, I do believe that was Juju's role. Now you don't have to believe that, and that's fine. I'm not going to argue, you know, against that. But I mean, that's what that's how I that's what I seen him do last year. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like he brought structure into that. You know what I'm saying? I thought I feel like he was a voice. I think Sky listened to him. I think um MVS listened to him. I think I you think, could tell by the way the players acted too. Yeah. I, when I you know when they talk it's, about it's it, 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 it. a difference between this receiver room and last year's. Yeah, yeah, it is a clear It's a clear difference. And I think Juju is different. And I think he was a voice. Do I think he was the voice in the whole like you know, of course Travis no. Mahomes no. and Eric B. Enemy and Andy Reid and all them? They had a more of a higher voice. When we talk about just specifically the receivers. I think Juju was the voice in that room. Right. He was the one to rally the guys and got them together and made sure everything was right. So that's just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Y'all over here fighting things, man. Uh, I mean, we can agree or disagree, but it's just that's just from what I that's just from there's just a difference in opinion. But it's like I said and everything, I'm gonna make a valid point and everything. Don't get sit there and get all offended and stuff like that. Anyway, anyway. Let's talk about Travis Kelsey, man. Now, we all asked the question, you know, was Father Time catching up with Travis Kelsey? Now, I know he played Denver last night. Denver was just like, 
we're just gonna open up the zone for you, Travis, and let you do whatever <laughs> you want. <laughs> it's 24 7, 7 Eleven over here in these Basically. in the middle of this field, man. But he still looks like the old Trav. And do you feel like this is potential to springboard Travis going forward? Start with you. Yeah. Guys. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think this should get him back on track. And one thing I mentioned when when I said all that about Travis, I said he was still coming back from the injury, still early in the season. I never said he was washed or anything like that. I never said that. So I don't, I don't know why you look at. It. I never said that he was washed. I think this will be this will be good for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, you just get back on track, and then you get ten days of rest in between this game and the next game. So I'm expecting Trav. You know, he's back. He's what we. You know, he's what we expected of him. He's back. Go ahead, Mark. I think the expectations will be great on him, though. One of the receivers got to still. One of the receivers got to step up, point blank, period. Because these defenses, we like we've been, that's the point we've been talking about. These defenses are catching up. So, what do you going to happen if the Chiefs don't change nothing? I mean, we can say Andy Reid is doing all we want. I mean, we don't know what the plans are we're going for. I mean, they might ramp it up, you know, after the bye week or Miami, because just typically how Andy Reid functions and everything. It's usually the after the bye week when they start taking things up another, another notch. And that's when they come back and I believe they play Philly on that schedule. So, but I mean, it's uh, something definitely to keep an eye on as far as it, but, um, managing Kelsey. Um, say what you want about all the uh, all the other stuff, you know, is going on around them, but just one of these receivers got to step up. What you got for me, Clarence? As far as Travis go, I mean, Travis is going to be Travis. You know, he's 34, like we already talked about. He's 34. He's getting up there, but there's still going to be flashes of it. Even even on the decline, when he gets to that point, mm-hmm. there's still going to be the flashes of who he is. You know what I mean? So, like, last night, I felt like Denver, given how Denver likes to give up points, you know what I mean? It was going to come from somewhere, and Travis was going to get his regardless. Like, you're not going to stop him. You know, what was the, the stat line from that Raider game last year in Kansas City? Like, it was like five four, catches. Four, four touchdowns. Four yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, 28 yards. You know what I'm saying? Like, he going to impact the game somehow, some way. Like, you're not, you're not shutting him out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um it was it, it, even though it was against Denver, it was encouraging to see him. You know, what I'm saying, run around looking like old Trav. Um, you know, we understand that. You know, he had the injury on a bad ankle. Yeah, on a bad ankle, and still dealing with a hyperextended knee. Like, let's not act like that. He's still not dealing with that. That just don't go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, for him to do that. You know what I'm saying, and, and put up the numbers that he put up last night. That was impressive. You know, I thought it was impressive what he did and when he came back in the Vikings game, and in the drive that he came back in that. I thought that was impressive. You know, he he made plays on in that drive and scored a touchdown. So, um, <clears throat> I was encouraged. Hopefully, you know, we get to see Trav because it just seemed like you know, I, like I said, he's coming back from an injury, but he it just looked like Trav ain't really having fun this year. <laughs> right now, like, but hopefully we get to the Travis is having fun dancing in the end zone and doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully that will open up more stuff for the receivers. 
Um, and, and they step up their game, like Mark said. So, all right, now let's talk about Rasheed Rice, man. Now, last night, um, he we saw uh, we we keep seeing him stack games, and in each game he keeps getting better. The drops are, are not a, have not been an issue for these past two games. Um, he hasn't dropped a pass. He's starting to concentrate, catch the ball better over, the, especially in the middle of that field. And the one thing I like about Rasheed Rice is he's got a burst, man. Like he's he's he catches that ball, he's gone. Like you know, I didn't I didn't think he had this when we drafted him. I thought he was going to be one of those you know. Yards after the catch, get the tough yard type receiver. But this kid, he, he gets the ball in his hand, especially on that screen pass. Got the ball in his hand. He he was gone, <laughs> you know. So uh, I'm encouraged what I see from Rasheed Rice. And, and I, you know, I feel like hopefully with these 10 days of them, you know, Andy in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the lab, you know, stewing up something for the, for the Chargers. Um, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, we see some more stuff that's schemed up for uh, Rasheed Rice, where he's the first option, you know what I'm saying? You know, give Trav a little bit of a break, you know. Now, he he doesn't always have to be the first option, you know. Hopefully, we can get some more stuff in the middle of the field, and maybe we can see some more stuff on him outside, you know what I'm saying? And he he's proven to be good in the red zone, too. I don't understand why they don't use him more in the red zone get him lined up on a linebacker or safety because he's fast, fast enough to shake those guys, you know, at the line of scrimmage. So get more slant routes and, you know, crossers and digs uh, for him in the end zone. I think he could be effective. So what are your guys thoughts on what you saw from Rasheed Rice? Um, the league's on notice as far as Rasheed Rice. You know, I, I strongly believe that people see him right now as the number two. I mean, you know, we see him, we might see it differently. Ty sees him as a one. I, I, right now, I see him as a one because he's just doing what he need to do. Tony, he ain't acting like a one. Let's just be real. Some of the things that he's doing, yeah, he getting targets, but just some some of the things that he's just doing fundamentally is actually a little bit disappointing. But um, Rashi Rice, I mean, we don't know what that ceiling is. I only know what his uh, total number of yardage is right now. Two hundred forty-five. Uh, he's second in, in receiving yards behind Trev. Two forty-five. So we're saying Trav, realistically, Trav has three forty-five. So what are we seeing? Where are we? What's the number that we're probably seeing for Rishi Rice, knowing what we know now? Um, I would say, I mean, the, I would say eight hundred yards, seven to eight hundred yards, and like six touchdowns. That's would be reality for me, you know, that for him especially as a rookie, you know, it could go up depending on, you know, how many snaps, how his snap rate goes up and, you know, how many times they start, you know, really implement him into the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for right now, I see him like a 700, 800-yard receiver. That might be the leading receiver right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he might be the leading receiver at seven and 800 yards because MVS looks like he about to have 300 yards this year, if that. <laughs> Under, it's I'm going with the under, but on on the on the other side of that though too is also I mean as it starts the weather's going to get colder and everything I believe Pacheco's production might go up even more. True. We're starting yeah. to see that, so I'm thinking 
maybe five. I mean, I would like to see him get six. I think that might be a stretch. I mean, he but he could have a breakout hundred yard game. Who knows? So um, he's looking. Coming. He's I looking like the. He's looking like the one. Like I said, like, it just depends on what happens around everything else around him. You know, Kelsey. You know, I think he's. Um, as far as with his route running and everything and how he's able to help uh, Pat direct traffic and everything as far as who's doing what, who needs to do what, who's supposed to be placed. And also, you know, we still have the unknown questions with Ross and all these other people. But yeah. I think six is realistic. Could probably end up maybe about five, six touchdowns, somewhere on there. But he's definitely a rising star, though. What you think, Larry? You can see the potential, you know what I mean? It, it's a growing process for him. His rookie year, it's learning the system, it's, it's getting that confidence so that he can start to ad-lib and think and be in sync with Pat. You know what right. I mean? Like, second half of the season, I think we'll start to see a little bit of it. But, you know, him coming along, it'll push Justin Ross to, to get up to speed quicker mm-hmm. as well. You know, mm-hmm. him seeing that confidence and saying, okay, we've been, we've been through this OTAs, Mini camps, training camp, like he's getting it. What I need to do to get up there, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I think it's a good thing to see Rasheed open up the game in the lineup. Number one, mm-hmm. get a catch. You know what I'm saying? Get 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 everything rolling. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just keep stacking these good games, mm-hmm. you know, and remaining consistent. And then, especially now with Justin Watson being out, you know what I'm saying? Justin Ross is definitely going to get more opportunity. Right. You know, they I mean they don't have a choice now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So he's got to come in and put up the same, do the same, give the same production output that Rasheed is giving. So right. I, I mean it's only gonna gonna improve with Rasheed being in this lineup and making them plays. I don't want to I'm not trying to start nothing. I'm, I'm being realistic because you know how Andy, how loyal Andy is when it comes to players and coaches. You know what I'm saying? Even if they're playing bad, if, the, mm-hmm. if we feel like the coach ain't coaching good, he's going to remain loyal. He's, he'll never fire or, mm-hmm. you know, a coach or, you know, anything or put his player on blast, whatever. You know what I'm saying? He'll never throw him under the bus. But let's say, hypothetically, Rasheed Rice keeps stacking these games. And next thing you know, he's looking like the number one guy. Mm-hmm. And then let's say, hypothetically, Sky gets better. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, a 100-yard guy. But let's just say he's doing his part. He's getting 40, 50 here, 60 here. You know what I'm saying? He's doing his what he's supposed to do. And MVS keeps trending in the level he's trending. Could you see them saying, you know what? We know we're paying you this money, but you're not producing. Do you see them taking the snaps away for these young guys? I, I think they should. They should. I think that should already be happening right now. I'm be honest with you. I mean, that's basically the language of the Chiefs and everything to be versatile anyway. As far as like, you know, if you're not getting it done, giving 40 snaps, what are you there for? Right. You're just basically just a body, just occupying where somebody else can be growing, developing. You know, it's no different than how they handled the quarterback situation last year, and the, and the quarterbacks just happened to fall in place. Yeah. They were young, yeah. So I think, uh, and I feel like that's that, okay. no. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying I think that's how they they maneuver in this wide receiver room, like they're doing with the cornerback room. They just threw numbers at it, mm-hmm. and it was just like something's gonna stick. Two of these, two of these guys is gonna is gonna do right. something. 
but the different but i will say i've seen that going around you know being a take the difference between the corner the corners and these receivers we've seen the corners they showed out early you got to remember jalen watson had that game winning pick six in week two yeah and you got to remember also that trent mcduffie was hurt for the first like six seven or eight weeks or whatever it was but I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the difference is Trent McDuffie's was a first-round talent, and he's showing he's a first-round talent. He might be better than Derek Stingley. <laughs> you know that, what I'm saying? He might be the second-best corner in that draft. Out of that class. Yeah. And I, I yeah, thought he was. But that pick six, though, that pick six that you're talking about um, that Watson had, though, that was the turning point because yeah. earlier yeah, in the season, was. he was getting picked on a lot. And I was yeah. like, uh, I'm like, is this the guy going to get it done? Yeah. And then from that point, he turned around and just took off. And you can make you can even make the same thing, uh, same argument with um, was it Williams? I think. Yeah, Joshua. Joshua, yeah, because he oh, had, he was he getting had, cooked in that Bills game. Yep, yeah. and then and, and then he and, and then he turned it around. Cincinnati game. Yep. And then Cincinnati game. <laughs> when they put him on, he was right there. He was right there. He tried to kill him. He yeah, was right he was. There. That was his problem. He was right there to cover. And it was there. a slant, so I mean, it was just Burroughs was just too accurate. And, yeah, and part, was, was and part of that, part of that too. Like I always, I always make that argument though is that the schedule that they had last year is actually prepared them because they had one of the toughest schedules coming out the yeah. gate. So yeah. I don't think without that first half of the, the way that the, that schedule started, I don't think that team is the way it is. Yeah, I hear you. And the difference is, is this, this receiver room don't have a legitimate need of the receiver room, right? You know, you know, you know <laughs> so that helped a lot too. And the difference but, between and another difference is we had Fenton last year, who we ended up, you know, he was terrible. We ended up trading know. him. That's so yeah. that shows you they were confident in them young corners early in the season because they did trade him at the deadline. True. Is True. that the perspective probably what a lot of these fans are thinking about? White Oh, we don't need you. I hope so. Maybe they trade me. <laughs> but I think that's the no, perspective. I was going to say something about Rice real quick, and go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you go ahead. Uh, yeah, so with Rice, you know, I see him as one wide receiver one right now. And I, I said it a couple weeks ago that it was trending that way, and especially with the way MBS has completely fallen off, of, fallen off the map this year, and then the way Sky Moore is not getting targeted, and then the way that, you know, Justin Ross not getting on the field. Really, right now, Rasheed Rice is the wide receiver one. You've seen it last night. Who had the most receiving – who has the most receiving yards on this team right now? It's him. It's yeah. him. It's Rasheed Rice, yep. Um, yeah. Um, like I said, hopefully, you know, we see – we see continue to see him stack games. And hopefully in this Chargers game, you know what I'm saying, he gets more, t- more looks, more touches, you know what I'm saying. I want to see that four go from like six to seven. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like six to seven catches. Because I think if he gets that, he could easily have a hundred, a hundred, you know, around a hundred yards, maybe in the nineties mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. touchdown. Yeah. So I will. I wouldn't mind seeing that go up. You know, from here on. You know, uh, given these ten days, I can see. I can see Andy cooking up some stuff for this Charger game because we already know how to. We play the Chargers. We take the Chargers. We tend to take the Chargers more serious than we take the Raiders. Or oh Denver, yeah, because you know no, the Chargers always play. Say what you want about the Chargers, and yeah, they blow the game a lot against us, but they always they're always competitive against us. Yeah, yeah. it always comes down to the wire. It always exactly, comes down it comes down to some stupid decision that that Staley, the coach man. made. Yeah. There's there's always a lead change somewhere in the third quarter every time they mm-hmm. play each other. 
Yeah. It's either somebody takes over or it's just back and forth. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Speaking of Justin Watson, he's uh, he's going to be out for a couple games, dislocated elbow. Uh, we wish him the best. You know, you know, we never want to see a player get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, but like we just said, this should open up opportunities for other receivers. You know, hopefully Sky Moore can take this and see this as a challenge to uh, take that step forward. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to lean on him regardless of what we think. They're going to lean on Scott. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to. Justin Ross, he's going to have to make the most of his opportunities, man, because this is the time. <laughs> this is the time <laughs> to make the most of them opportunities, man. And, you know, once you drop a few passes from Pat, he ain't going back to you. That, that's the one thing about Patrick Mahomes. Are we sure know. about that? No, because McCole Hall made the same page. They went right back. To, well, then I was on the yeah. enemy too. But so. him and McCole was never on the same page. Never. Yeah, that's true. They were never on the same page. Like, say what you want about Demarcus Robinson. He ran backwards. He, he you know, he, he did. The, first, the first down be right there, and he, he run three yards backwards. But he loved him some Demarcus Robinson. He did. He had a kinship, and maybe because they, when they was rookies, they came up a preseason together, whatever. But he loved him some Demarcus, even Byron Pringle. Yeah, yeah. He trusts Byron Pringle. And these are not these are not great receivers. So what does that tell you about this current room? If he's not trusting these guys, true. These Pringle knew how to get open though. (laughs) <laughs> Whatever, Pat. Where, where's Pringle even at now? Because he's not in Chicago the, anymore. I think he's a commander now. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, he's a commander yeah. now. Last time I saw Demarcus Robinson was a Ram. I don't know if he's still there, though. Now, last I saw, he was a Raven. That was like a year ago, though. Yeah. In the offseason, he got signed by the Rams, but I don't know if he's still there. But what you got, Clarence? <laughs> All right, fellas, who's y'all player of the game? Players. Players of the game. So I'll start with the defense. I'm going to go with Nick Bolton, obviously, coming back, getting the interception, you know, just making plays like he always does, what we expect from Nick Bolton. And then on offense, I just I want to give it to Trav because he obviously had, you know, the 120 yards. Well, I'm gonna go with Rice because he is, you know, he's separating himself from all these other receivers. So I'm gonna go with Rice. What you got, Mark? Travis Kelsey on offense. He was, I mean, he got his yards and he was directing the way he was just directing traffic and everything. He was helping Pat. I mean, if you just watch the game, it was just clear just what he was doing. Right. And then um defense, I'll be honest with you, I'm gonna give it to Willie Gay. I'm gonna have to give it to him. He was responsible for the tip, and then he was responsible for the way it closed out. I mean, granted, you know, Chris Jones, he's going to do his thing, but he had a above-average game. He did what he was supposed to do. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, On offense, I'm going to have to give it to Travis. I just think Travis was doing his thing. Um, it's probably, you know, his best game this season. So, he just – only thing he fell short of was getting into the end zone. So, um, but he put on the clinic against Denver. Um, defensively, I'm gonna go with Jay Reed. I think I think just uh, Reed had a, had a had I like one that. Of his, pick. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he had, had one of his game. best games. You know what I'm saying? Like he he had a pick. You know what I'm saying? He he, he did his thing, man. And 
No, you know, we always kill him. <laughs> we always kill him. He got an interception in a sack. I got to give him his props. You know what I'm saying? And he was hitting. He was hitting, too. Like, he was laying the wood on people. So definitely got to give him his props, man. All right, fellas, man, let's go ahead and land this thing, man. Another uh, good episode in the books. You look down at the bottom, you'll see the link, emqpodcast.com slash locker dash room. If you go to that link, you'll see the locker room access of all the podcasts under the Every Morning Quarterback uh, umbrella. They got a 49ers one, a Patriots one, a Jets one, and they got ours, Arrowhead Chief Podcast. Click on the banner. You'll see all of our episodes from the past and the recent ones. Also, check out their podcast. Uh, They talk about everything league-wide, college football, and they give you betting tips for the week. So check them out. You can follow them at EMQ Podcast, and you can also follow their YouTube channel. So subscribe to them. Shout out to them. Also, whatever streaming platform that you use, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, whatever you use, uh, to listen to your podcast, Arrowhead Cheap Podcast is on there. Go ahead and subscribe. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're a first-time subscriber or first-time watcher. Subscribe. Hit that notification button. So on Mondays and Saturdays, well, Mondays when we do our lives, you can, you know, join in if you, you know, got the free time. Or you can just, you know, watch on the playback. Or you can watch our episodes on Saturday morning. So check us out. And whatever social media platform that you use, whether it be Twitter, uh, Facebook, um, Threads, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, whatever you, you know, social media platform that you use, we're on there. Follow us. We'll follow you back because our motto is we're not Hollywood over here. We are regular fans just like you, and we just want to give you the best Chiefs content that we can give you. Just remember, talk to us nice and normal, or we will come and slap you. No, I'm just playing. But no, but seriously, follow us and we'll give us feedback, critiques, questions, stuff you want us to bring up on the pod concerning the Chiefs. Hit us up, man. If it's within reason, we will bring it up on the pod. So, all right, y'all. Until next time. I'm out.